All right, Snack Attack crew, assemble. Feeling that mid-afternoon slump? Need a protein boost that doesn't involve boring protein bars? Well, let me introduce y'all to my new favorite obsession, wonderful pistachios. Y'all, these little green guys aren't just your average nut. They're protein powerhouses, packing a whopping six grams per ounce. That's over 10% of your daily value. And here's a confession. I used to be a cracker. You know, the kind of girl who enjoys the satisfying pop of opening each one. But let's be honest, sometimes convenience is king. And that's where their no-shell options comes in perfect for on-the-go snacking. Plus, they come in flavors like chili roasted and sea salt and vinegar. So there's something for everyone, even the picky gals. But here's the kicker. Wonderful pistachios are a complete protein, meaning they have all nine essential amino acids your body needs. So next time you're feeling sluggish, ditch the sugary treats and grab a handful of these green gems. I promise y'all they will keep you fueled and feeling your best, whether you're conquering carpool duties or crushing deadlines. And seriously, these are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to wonderfulpistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you. Y'all should know by now that we love progression over here. Let's chat about what everyday progress truly means to us. Whether it's hitting those small milestones or treating ourselves to a little something something after a month of disciplined budgeting, progress is all about balance and staying motivated. And speaking of budgeting and reaching financial goals while still enjoying life's little pleasures, have you heard about Chime? Chime's checking account offers some amazing features that can help you along your financial journey. Let me tell you about one feature that really stands out to me. Chime's Spot Me. We've all been there, right? Dealing with overdraft fees can really throw a wrench in your financial plans. But with Chime, you can overdraft up to $200 with no fees. You heard me right. No fees. It's like having a safety net for those unexpected moments. Y'all, I had a friend who was always getting hit with hefty overdraft fees. It was a mess trying to sort it out. How do you really get ahead with that? But with Chime, you can avoid those headaches and get back on track with ease. Plus, Chime isn't just a bank. It's a community. With Boost, you can increase your spot me limit by receiving boosts from your friends. It's like having your financial back covered by your squad. So, if you're ready to take control of your finances and wave goodbye to those pesky monthly fees, open your Chime account today. Just head over to Chime.com slash bravado. That's Chime.com slash bravado. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bank Court Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Boosts are available to eligible Chime members enrolled in SpotMe and are subject to monthly limits. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. With Mother's Day around the corner, are you thinking about a truly special gift for your mom? Let me tell you about MyLifeInABook.com. It's a unique service that turns your mom's life stories into a beautiful book. Pretty cool, right? 
Here's how it works. Every week, mylifeinabook.com will send her a question via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or any custom question you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And mylifeinabook.com compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. And guess what? They can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. It's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Imagine discovering stories about her youth, adventures, and the challenges she's overcame. This book becomes a legacy and something you and your future generations can treasure forever. Your mom's giving you a lifetime of stories. This is your chance to give her a way to share them. I'm so excited about mylifeinabook.com because I'm planning on gifting my mom with this. She's always loved reflecting on memories and sharing her stories, and I know this will be the perfect gift to capture those moments for her. The thoughts of her flipping through the pages and reliving those cherished memories brings a smile to my face already. Check out mylifeinabook.com and use code BRAVADO at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's mylifeinabook.com. Use code BRAVADO for 10% off today. This is Germany. And this is Brittany. And this is the Blacker Bravado Podcast. A motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike. Join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care, self-love, mental health and wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and much more. And trust. When we don't have the answers, we'll call on our expert homegirls who do. Our intention is to create a safe space for growth, inspiration, laughter, and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen, you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before. It's homegirl vibes here. Real, raw, and a little funny. A lot of fucking funny. So thanks for tuning in to the Black Girl Bravado podcast. Let's start the show, cuties. Hey y'all, welcome back. Welcome back, boo-boos. How's it going? It's going well, you know. Yes. <laughs> How was your week? Ever since we started recording on Fridays, it seems like the week goes by quicker because we'd be right back here recording and it feels like we just recorded. But my week has been good. It's been busy. Good. But I feel good. like the week went by slow. Really? Yes, last night. I was enjoying my home and I looked up, I said, damn, it's really only Thursday. I just knew it was Saturday. It was going to be Saturday. Mm-mm. I'm like, why do I got to go to work tomorrow? Yeah. So whatever. The day is behind us, baby. The week is behind us. The week is behind us. And now we're only moving forward. We're only moving forward. So um, do you have plans for the weekend? Fourth of July weekend? No. Um, no. Nah. No. Going on a hike tomorrow. No 4th of July festivities. Mm-hmm. We celebrated on Juneteenth. Purr. Don't give a fuck. 4th of July, I never really... Um, we just use that as an excuse to fucking blow up fireworks, cook out. You know, it don't really be about Independence Right, and Day. usually... No, no, never. But usually never. my 4th of July consists of eating barbecue at somebody's house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never really be going to the day parties and stuff during the 4th of July weekend. I can't recall if I've done that before. I usually like to keep it a little low key. Yeah, 4th of July, I don't really be pressed. And I know there there is a lot of uh, drunk accidents and shit happening, but I don't know if I'd be more 
afraid because my grandma, you know how old people be like, get in the house. Oh my God. You know, they drive, right? So, mm, I be staying close to home. Yeah, so really no plans. After it gets to a certain time in the evening and it's like, let me go ahead and get home. Right. Get in the house. A couple of 4th of July's, there used to be this like big little backyard boogie or side of the house boogie because it wasn't even in the backyard in Inglewood. Um, oh, and like near Carlton Square? Probably. I feel like we've been to that before. Oh, okay. And we went to like, oh, shit, that cord was scaring me. <laughs> we went to like a pool. We was at the pool. Oh, no, then, no, no. That was something else. Uh, that was something okay. else. Never Actually, mind. it wasn't near Carlton Square because I know where Carlton Square is. That's near the forum. Yeah. No, it's not over there. So near mine. Yeah. It wasn't there. But uh, yeah, so uh, that's this week. Weekend should be cool. I'm happy that it's extended. The extendo clip, not uh, for me. Uh, Today I said, my God, I'll be happy when I either am not coming here or, well, no, or just not coming here. And sometimes I wish I worked a job that recognized like the holiday. Yeah. Once you're in that hospital setting. Nothing matters. Ain't no holiday. No, I said, damn, people were off on Friday. People going to be off on Monday. Can we get an acknowledgement of a day? (laughs) Can we get an acknowledgement? I said, damn. Are they giving you time and a half? No, they don't give a fuck. Huh? If you work on the day, you get the time. If you and work half. on the day. Okay. Yeah, but I won't be. Right. But I wish I was off on Monday. I feel you. So my feet will for sure be kicked up. Lucky you. Enjoy it. I will. For the both of us. Yeah, for me too. So, um, yeah, that's the week. Uh, what we need you all to do, ladies and gents, is pause this, pause this and take two seconds to leave a rating and a review. They're important. They're never going to not be important. They help the show do what it needs to do. That mm-hmm. means get in the ears of other people. Mm-hmm. That means go up on the charts. That means expand our reach. That means doing what needs to be done. So if you haven't taken the time to do that yet, um, what the fuck are you doing? Do you even love us? Nah, they cap. You can't. They're capping and we're calling them out. Period. So let's read our review of the week. This one comes from S. Postel. She says, I love this podcast. You ladies really stood out to me. I'm all about black, any and everything. So I've listened to multiple podcasts. But honey, you ladies got my full attention after one episode. All of your topics are so relatable and funny. I've even taken out a notebook and pen on some episodes because I've learned a few things as well. LOL. Please keep up the good work. And I always look forward to tuning in. Thank you both for being authentically you. Much love and success. I'm here for the much love and success. Heavy on the success. Heavy, heavy on it. Thank you so much for your well wishes. Heavy on that. And for your review. Thank you. It's greatly appreciated. really appreciate it. Um, I also need y'all to get over on Patreon. (laughs) Get over there on Patreon. Sign up and stay. Okay? The key word here is stay. (laughs) Get your asses over there and sign up. Patreon is our exclusive membership community. Mm -hmm. We have bonus episode. Uh, The affirmations just went up. So tap in over there. We gave some really personal affirmations. Things that we're working on this month. Um, we have playlists, which will be up this week. Mm-hmm. We have so many little goodies. We're so. doing an episode, um, our bo- bravado bonus episode on intuition versus insecurity. Mm-hmm. Tapping into that. Tapping into that. So tap in over there. Yes. Um, who are our patrons this week? We have Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Skylar. Skylar. And Daphne. Hey, Daphne. Thank y'all so much for joining us over there. We really appreciate you. Yes. And this is the perfect time to join Patreon because we have our 
Statement Collection, which is our new merch drop yes. happening on Friday the 9th. And we always give a discount code to our patrons and early access to shop the site. Mm-hmm. So um, if I were you, I would become a patron today. Not yesterday, today. Today. Do it now. Yes. Um, yeah, we're super excited about the collection dropping. We hope y'all, honestly, I'm not even going to say we hope. We know y'all going to love it. We know you're going to enjoy it. It's intentional per the use. Mm-hmm. It's cute. It's giving what needs to be gave. It's giving summer. It's giving brunch. It's giving beach. It's giving girlfriends. It's giving day party. It's giving day to day party. Flip it, tumble it, (laughs) tie it up. Yeah, put a heel on with it. It's it's basically whatever you need it to be. Yes, tap in. We're super excited. We know y'all will be as well. Yes. So, uh, new week, new tea. Where we kiki with you, and you kiki with. We. So this is a portion of our show where we dish tea on things happening in pop culture out in the streets and um, what's happening. So this week, a few things happened. Mm-hmm. We have our sweet boo-boo, Shikari. Yeah. You already know she qualified for the Olympics in Tokyo real fast on a track with it. Mm-hmm. But she tested positive for marijuana. Having a little bit of that Mary J. Haynes. And now she's been suspended for 30 days because of it, meaning that she won't be able to go to Tokyo and compete. No, she won't. Um, Which is disheartening and sad because she deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. So she also released a statement saying that, you know, her mom just died a week before she was supposed to, you know, run. Mm-hmm. The qualifying The races. qualifying races, yes. Mm-hmm. And this was her way of coping. Mm-hmm. which really we don't need an ex- we don't need an explanation we really don't need an explanation i know she wanted to give one but bitch please <laughs> you know it's like come on why are we explaining the use of marijuana like everybody doesn't smoke like you know what i mean like come on that's not impacting her performance performance and they need to do away with testing of marijuana because it's damn near it's legal they're monopolizing the usage of marijuana but then criminalizing people who use it like do you want to make money or don't you that's what i'm saying is it okay or ain't it i think that the rule definitely needs to be modified i am don't be that tapped into sports or the olympics to be quite honest so i don't be knowing what the fuck the vibe is i didn't know that athletes couldn't um i knew they got drug tested but i didn't know they got drug tested for marijuana Mm -hmm. listen Marijuana has become so recreational, recreational that who gives a fuck? You put some, take a gu- gummies, we're doing brownies, taking a puff here, taking a puff there and going on about our days. I think that that rule is antiquated and it for sure needs to be eliminated. I think it needs to be taken off any drug screen. If it's if for agree. sure, if it's legal in your state. Then it needs to come off. California should not have marijuana THC on drug tests. That's dumb. Nigga, put wine on there. <laughs> you know, like that's that's the equivalent to me. Yeah, I think they just that. Well, it's because weed isn't legal everywhere. I know, but I'm saying that is an issue. Specific, but legalize it everywhere. I mean, what? It, just legalize. Plan. So the community, Black Twitter, has been up in fucking arms. All the memes are like, I'm showing up. You've been seeing the memes? I've been seeing them. They're like but showing up some to people, defend some people, on black, some people on black Twitter are saying that Shakari knew the rules and she decided to break them because it's, it wasn't unknown to her. Although it's unknown to some of us, it wasn't unknown to her. She knew that she shouldn't have been smoking weed. She knew she was going to be tested. She still partook. 
And it was basically self-sabotage and she needs to be held accountable for that behavior. And that's the ruthless version. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I get it. I'm not saying that she wasn't aware because this is the thing. Y'all already know. If you smoke weed and you know, oh, I need to look for a job, you stop smoking for a month. Right. You know, it's like, let me cleanse. Let me get clean because I'm dirty. Yeah. You don't want to go to the job knowing you dirty and they're right. going to test you. And then you're like, damn, I didn't get the job because I was dirty. Girl, so, I had one of them feelings. Almost. Yeah. I almost mean, incidents. I was like, and I just fucked my life up <laughs> smoking weed. And I'm not going to get the job. I want this job. Yeah. It's like now that I can I can understand. But the, the thing that makes me say, mm, I don't feel like the holding the accountability thing is shouldn't be held like over her head because Michael Phelps, mm-hmm. right? That is in situation. And I just think that if this was a white woman, we would find a way to not criminalize her, not demonize her, not take her opportunity away. It would be like compassion would be provided, you mm-hmm. know, and empathy would be, you know, given to her. So it really comes down to race. My thing, I, I definitely think that there needs, that there's room for grace, that there's room for grace in every, um, almost, not every, almost every situation um, where both things can be true. Accountability Ain't no grace for Bill grace. Cosby. <laughs> Fuck, that's why Fuck I said Bill. not all. Fuck Bill. Oh, yeah, he, that's the more tea. Bill got his old ass out. I said, now what the fuck kind of powers are being? Because, and the thing is, people are like, yeah, see, um no they didn't say that it was wrong they said not a fair trial exactly they didn't say that the there nigga was some not T's guilty that weren't crossed and eyes that weren't dotted which, which is meant, how yes. it was a loophole which is why he was free not because his innocence was proven exactly so let's not make it seem like he's our um trophy or redemption for all of the innocent black men who have been put in jail for things that they haven't commit you know c- for crimes that they haven't committed yeah uh-uh bill is guilty He's admitted guilt. We know he's guilty. He's dirty. I don't give a fuck how old he is. He Let his wrong. old ass rock. He was wrong. Yeah. And Felicia then damn near got herself canceled. Nailed to the cross. And I'm like, you know Rashad? what, Felicia? Go on ahead and sit down because it's this Bill caping for you. This ain't your fight. It's not your Fifi. fight, queen. This ain't it. It's not your fight. And it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad. So I'm like, you know, I'm not getting an Bill's not getting an applause from me for being freed because I believe he did it. Yeah. He did it. Yeah, it's one of those things like if it was you, great, you're out. You know, like I'm sure Bill is happy he's out. Whatever loophole. Of course. But fuck him. Fuck him and his sick old dick. (laughs) Fuck him. Okay. Anyway, what else is going on? Um Tab. Tab. So Hold on real fast. Did you see people were calling themselves the Tabbage, um, the Tabbage Patch? Mm-mm. Like Cabbage Patch. Mm-mm. They were like, you fucked with the Tabbage Patch. Done. That's you her little what? One thing we were going to do is create a name for we ourselves. Will. The Hive. So Tab, um, she's in, influencer she's being referred actress. to as an influencer, but yeah. she's um, so many more things. She's yeah. an actress. Woman of God. Woman of God. <laughs> A believer, that's what you put in your bio. A saint. She's a believer. We well, put in your bio, believer. believer yeah. <laughs> She's, She's a, believer. a follower of Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A recipe. Yeah. Maven. <laughs> she is a black queen who is out here doing what needs to be done. Got it out the mud. Yeah. And I love following her. She's one of my faves to follow. She's just like your auntie, like a good, warm auntie. Mm-hmm. Just giving you joy. Giving you joy, smiles, and 
words. Yeah. So Tab is good in my book, and she has a beautiful family, a fine ass husband. No disrespect, respectfully. Yeah. And I thought Tab was much older when I realized. I'm like, Tab, you're only forty two. She has an or old something. soul. She has a very old. She has soul. an old soul. I thought Tab was like. 50. I mean, the thing is, well, black women look so good. She looks so good. It wasn't a matter of like she looks old, her energy. Her spirit. Yeah. Her so, spirit gives you been here, wisdom, yeah, grounded. Exactly, I can teach you a few things. Exactly. And she taught Wendy Williams something. She read that sick bitch to filth. With grace. With grace. And with the Lord on her side. Okay. She brought the Bible to that fight. So, Tab. Wendy brought a knife to a biblical fight. <laughs> okay. And that's why you were struck down. You can't fight with one of his. <laughs> you, can't you can't fight, fight with, with God's angels. So, okay. Tab um, has done a beautiful job of documenting her journey. And she has lately um, take, you can see where she's taken a turn, like yeah. a dramatic shift. And she has gotten her father a truck. He's never had a brand new car. Um, and she mentioned wanting to retire her husband, who they've been together for 23 years. And he's been a police officer for 15 years, a job that he got to basically take care of the family so that Tab could fulfill her dreams of acting. Ultimately, she's done so many other things, but her ultimate dream was to be an actress, which is why she moved to L.A. He came as well and they were broke. They were struggling, trying to figure out how do we take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So he went into the police force. That is a stressful ass job to be an employee and to be a spouse of someone who is in that field. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> bulletproof. It's sick. Mm -hmm. So she's finally reached the point in her career where she can retire her man. Miss Wendy Williams decided to comment on that, saying, yeah, it sounds all good and dandy until he's retired and he's looking at you. Um, projecting her own projecting relationship. Because she was like, because I've done it. And I mean, look know, how that ended look how up. it ended. Listen, just because you didn't have discernment and you were in a fucked up situation yeah. doesn't mean that that applies to everybody. Please believe if I'm married, especially for 23 years and my nigga was holding it down and now I'm up and it's stuck. You are not reporting into work because if yeah. you made me report into work, I'm I looking, looking at, at you like, crazy. like I really got to go. Why do I have to go to my white man gig? You got it. Plus more. It's That's the plus disloyalty. More. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's dishonor. Yeah. Yeah. So she read Wendy down. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I hope that someone loves you. Yeah. Enough to sacrifice for you. for you. When you are not feeling good. When you are not at your best. Mm -hmm. I'm like. She really gave her own church you know she ain't been like that. You know what, though? When Wendy was on her rant and trying to get the audience to agree with her, they kind of weren't. Yeah. They she were was clapping. Like, the audience was clapping. And then she going to say. No. Oh. No. She was like. Uh. Uh, she put her hand up like actually no this isn't the point where you clap because now I gotta say what I'm gonna say right and she wants her audience to just go with what she wants what she feels and then at one point it was dead silence and she was rant going on a, it was awkward it was like a awkward transition and she's like you know because then you know and you know and she was like I mean clap if you understand what I'm saying it's like bitch we don't though we understand what you're saying but we don't agree which we is why we're, we're not clapping and she's like yeah you know what i'm saying we get it we get it but this isn't her story this it's ain't tab's story, story. and you're projecting story. what mm -hmm. happened to you mm -hmm. onto tab mm -hmm. but tab came back around and gave it to her like she needed to mm -hmm. get it 
I said, Tab, you are mm-hmm. really a woman of God. Mm-hmm. She, you know, I would have been like, bitch, you don't know me and my mm-hmm. motherfucking. <laughs> right. Mind your goddamn business. Because what we do and what we do over here has nothing to do, do with you. you. Yeah. You know, we would have took it to the streets. To the streets we would have took it to the streets. But Tab approached her with some grace and some kindness and some love. And some authenticity. And she said, yeah, she was. She didn't come out of her character. She didn't let her get her off, knock her off or it's square. Because I would come off like, I'm on Wendy. <laughs> I'm getting all these messages to my motherfucking phone. Because you don't know how to act. Bitch, we would have been on that live like, bitch, join me on the live so I can get your, you know, we love to invite a motherfucker on. Get on this live. <laughs> Y'all request call Wendy in. join. Tell, tell Wendy come here call and in. come on my show, bitch. Right. Yeah, but I'm glad Tab handled her. And you know, all that did was get Tab a whole new group of followers. Exp- the exposure she really flipped it yeah god don't play about his children he don't he don't play about his daughters okay so tab keep doing what you doing like tab gonna hear this but maybe she will right her and chance and i'm very glad that she can retire her hubby i'm glad too he deserves that he doesn't deserve to be on the fucking police force during these times right he's they're a beautiful couple i really you know i don't know their ins and outs but from what i can see it's a beautiful couple yeah and i'm gonna just leave it at that that's it quit hating so so yeah um, I think that's enough tea for the I think week. So what do you too. think? I okay, think so too. So um, let's just move on to last week. Last week's episode, y'all, we wrapped up our Hot Girl Summer Series. Part five was all about flirting. We gave you our personal tips and tricks to flirt. Um, we also chatted about the way we expect men to come at us. We got a little spicy and hot when we spilled a few of our sexiest hot girl summer moments mm-hmm. and summer, I mean, stories about us in the streets. Mm-hmm. And if you need some suggestions about flirting or you, or you just want the tea, make sure you tap into last week's episode. Yeah. Okay. It was funny. That's what I will say. It was fun and funny. Yeah. So if you haven't listened already. It's there for you. It's there for you. It's a good light one. So um, that series is over and we are gearing up to start our next series but mm-hmm. in the interim we want to give you um an episode that we were holding to ourselves and our patrons our besties yeah. but um this was some information that is just too good to hold on to and not spread to the masses and also um, valid for the times that we're in right now and we want to make sure everyone's equipped with the tools that they need also to give you a sneak peek of what you what you've been missing because we ain't doing it this is not a frequent thing this that we'll is be not doing. happening again this is not a frequent thing that we'll be doing so don't you for one second think oh in a couple months they go ah, ah. no it's not happening so get it while you can get it while you can this so um last month yeah we chatted about post-traumatic growth mm-hmm. which um honestly you know what you can just let them listen. Okay, yeah. We'll tell you what it's about. Get yeah, ready. Just listen. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. All right, here you are. BGB gang, we're having a hot girl summer, which means we're presenting our best selves in the streets and in the sheets. And what better way to make that happen than by shopping with Savage X Fenty? You know, I did my shopping mm-hmm. and I found the cutest set. I feel super cute and confident in my Gingham Remix set. It's flirty, it's sexy, but still fun, just like me. I love the way my ass looks in the ruffle trim undies. Y'all, it's the Mod Poppy Lace Bralette and Crotchless. You heard that right, girls, Crotchless. High leg bikini for me. I didn't realize how sexy and comfortable Crotchless panties could be, but these have definitely become a new favorite of mine and my boo-boos. 
Okay. You know, a little spicy. Through our Savage XPNT journey, we've learned that wearing lingerie and cute undergarments is an act of self-care. You can feel sexy and confident for your damn selves. Savage XPNT is all about inclusivity. They're out here making lingerie for the ponies and for the stallions. If you have a body, it belongs in Savage X Fenty. Yes, it does. Right now, Savage X Fenty wants to give the BGB gang two bras for $29 plus 50% off everything else with your first VIP order. That's saving a lot of coins, homegirls. So if you've been waiting on the sign to spruce up your lingerie collection or to throw out those tattered panties, here it is. Shop our favorite Savage X Fenty styles at www.savagex.com slash bravada. Right now, get on your phone, get on your computer, and go to www.savagex.com slash bravada. I'm going to tell you guys again, because it's not a promo code, you need to go to www.savagex.com backslash bravado. B-R-A-V-A-D-O. See you on the other side. Hey, hey, hey. Sick. Hey. Brittany, hey. open your eyes. <laughs> hey, y'all. You guys are hearing from us three times in one week. Wow. Uh-huh. Perks of being a patron and really the perks of being a bestie. Because y'all are the only ones hearing from us three times this week. what it do? What's up? What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped. Actually, Brand new studio. Exactly. Brand new studio. Just hopped in. Just hopped in. Period. Um, Excited. Two. We're here. Y'all ain't gonna hear me stop talking about this goddamn studio. Right, because it's only getting better every day. It's only getting motherfucking better. So um, we're excited. We're here with your bravado bonus episode. Yes. We think it's going to be a goodie. It's going to be a goodie for sure. Something you all can definitely benefit from. So. Yes. Ooh, yes. The, the, the power <laughs> of getting secret gems. Yeah. That what everybody else ain't getting. Today we are talking about post-traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. Mm. PTG. Not to be confused with LSG. Or TTG. Who is TTG? Train to go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, LSG. LSG. Levert, Scott, and I mean, Levert. Levert, Sweat. Gil. And then what was the other group that had Tyrese? That was Tyrese. Tank. Tank. Genuine. So that was TTG. Oh, they were TTG. TTG, yeah. Yeah, they were. They had a banger. I can't, they had some bangers. They had a I can't few. remember the names of them, but yeah. They had a few. So yeah, not to be confused with those, but for sure it's PTG. So what is post-traumatic growth? Oh, or PYT. <sighs> what is post-traumatic growth? Let's just get right to it. Shit. Let's get to it. So I feel like, sidebar, but. it's been so long since we've done an episode like this. An episode like this. And that's what makes it sweet. Because yeah. we've had so many guest episodes and this is just one of the original done dadas. Yeah, back in our bag. Yes. I like it. I like it here. I do too. Mm-hmm. So what's post-traumatic growth? So Let's stop fucking around. Post-traumatic growth. Hey, bookies. We got something special for you. Are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents? Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's Revelation. What does black representation in media mean to you? Because to me... It's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and 
also showcasing the rich tapestry of black experiences. For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today. And it's told from a unique black perspective. And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle. Seriously, you'll hear about everything from pop culture icons like Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to discussions on vital topics like reparations, y'all. There's really no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Have you tuned in yet? One of my favorite episodes is the one on how real self-care takes real systemic change. That's a must listen. Yeah, I really think the hosts bring a tone that's celebratory. It's also informative and reflective, which I really can appreciate. Every episode is a journey. It offers a range of emotions and perspectives that keeps you hooked from start to finish. As soon as I turn it on, I'm like, "Mm." and let's not forget black perspectives haven't always been at the forefront of America's story. But now they are the story. Period. So this is not just a podcast, y'all. It's a collection of some of NPR's best episodes showcasing the brilliance and resilience of the black experience. And we know NPR is known for its commitment to diverse storytelling. But with them presenting black stories, black truths, I would say that this is NPR with the noir twist. (laughs) So what are you waiting for? Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect. And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Have you ever dreamed of effortlessly conversing in another language? Whether it's for that upcoming international trip, connecting with family and friends, diving deep into a new culture, or simply adding a new skill to your repertoire, learning a new language opens up a world of opportunities. But let's face it, traditional methods like textbooks and classroom learning can be a drag. That's where Rosetta Stone comes in. As the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years, Rosetta Stone offers a revolutionary approach that truly immerses you in the language you want to learn without relying on CDs or DVDs. Picture this, you're effortlessly conversing in Spanish on the streets of Barcelona, ordering tapas like a local, or discussing the latest French designers with Parisians. So sexy, right? With Rosetta Stone's intuitive process, you'll learn naturally starting with words, then phrases, then full sentences. And with over 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish... The possibilities are endless. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition technology, including the true accent feature, acts like a personal trainer for your accent, providing instant feedback on your pronunciation. Plus, with both desktop and app options available, along with offline lesson downloads and an audio companion, learning for the babe on the go has never been easier. And here's the best part. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership for 50% off, y'all. 
That's right, lifetime access to all 25 language courses for half the price. Don't miss out on this amazing deal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, BGB listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today. Ladies, let's talk real talk here. You probably have days when the PMS has you feeling like you could eat anything in sight. My goodness, the cravings and the general discomfort. Well, say goodbye to those days with Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth. Let's dive into why Hormone Harmony is not just another supplement, but a true game changer. First off, it's not just a trend. It's a phenomenon. Social media is buzzing with women singing praises about Hormone Harmony. In fact, a bottle flies off the shelves every 24 seconds. Can y'all believe that? Now let's talk about Happy Mammoth, the brilliant minds behind this wonderful product. They're all about making your life easier, and that means no compromises on quality. They've meticulously crafted Hormone Harmony using only science-backed ingredients proven to work wonders for women like us. But here's my favorite part. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, nature's little miracle workers. These herbal extracts help your body adapt to life stressors, especially those pesky hormonal changes that can throw us off balance. And here's the kicker. Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. It's your secret weapon against those hormonal imbalances that can wreak havoc on your life. From hot flashes and night sweats to racing thoughts and low moods, Hormone Harmony has got your back. And yes, it even tackles the occasional bloat and that not tonight boo feeling. (laughs) The real benefit here, the real win, feeling like yourself again. That's why countless women are raving about it in over 17,000 glowing reviews. We love a verified product, honey. Now here's your chance to experience the magic firsthand. For a limited time, you can get a fabulous 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code BRAVADO at checkout. So what are you waiting for, homegirl? Say hello to balanced hormones and goodbye to those days of feeling like a roller coaster. Your journey to hormone harmony starts now. It's a theory that explains the kind of transformation following trauma. Mm-hmm. So this was developed by psychologist Richard Tedeschi and Lawrence Calhoun in the mid-1990s. This theory suggests that people who endure psychological struggle following adversity can often see positive growth afterwards. Mm. There will be sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> My, My sunshine, sunshine has come. Hey. And I'm all cried out. And there's no more rain in this cloud. Every time yeah. we every time we sing this song and we say, no more rain in this cloud. <laughs> it's always the rain. Okay, it's perfect. Yeah, there's no more rain in this cloud. Um you know, usually when we go through traumatic experiences, shit that rocks us to the core. Right. Rocks our boat, no Aaliyah. Right. Um, mm, we wow. develop, yeah. We develop, what, what? Because trauma follows that. Yeah. We develop uh, a new understanding of ourselves. You know what I mean? We also see the world differently. Mm-hmm. We relate to people differently. And um, we can see our future differently. Yeah. And how we're going to live our life 
you know, when some shit comes and fucks you up, you be like, okay, assessment. Trauma changes you. Trauma changes things. Trauma really. And it doesn't have to be for the, for the negative. It doesn't have to be for the negative. Like we're not negating that there are going to be negative feelings. All we're saying and all they're saying with PTG is that there can be some positive that comes from being broken open. Come on. There can cracked be some, like a glow stick. Yeah, you once you've been cracked like a glow stick, <laughs> there can be some light that comes through those cracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the midst of darkness that are transformational and life-changing and overall they can be positive. Mm-hmm. Which is um sort of comforting because although the degree of trauma varies, like some of us experience traumatic things that are deeper than others Mm -hmm. but um the shit happens like it's inevitable trauma is inevitable yeah and just i find comfort in knowing that it's not the end of the world after we experience it although if it may feel like it yeah i mean with this new lens with this new perception you realize that it's not the end of the world because you know we've been like oh my god the world's ending which is a great tool to have in the toolkit exactly and i think it helps with fear because Mm. that's what makes me fearful Mm. thinking about the possibility of what can happen Mm -hmm. and knowing that okay shit may happen but you'll be okay makes me a little just a little less fearful i like it because i'm like fuck i don't want my world to be rocked upside down what's gonna happen upside down you turn to me yes that's how trauma be having us Upside down, you turn to me. Yes. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, post-traumatic growth is sometimes considered synonymous with resilience because becoming more resilient as a result of struggle with trauma can be an example of PTG. But PTG is different from resilience. Mm-hmm. And let us tell you why. Yeah. So resiliency is a personal attribute. And this is our ability. This like in short, it's our ability to bounce back. Okay. You ain't seen bouncing back. Remember that song? Yeah. Or in the words of Big Sean, last night took a nail. But, but tonight took, I bounced. Was it tonight? I don't know. Whenever. Took, we bounced back. Last night took a nail, but, but tonight, tonight I bounced, bounced back. back. Okay, that's what he says. Yeah. Um. So resiliency is your ability to bounce back, while post-traumatic growth, on the other hand, refers to what can happen when someone has a difficulty bouncing back but experiences a traumatic, a traumatic event. That changes our core beliefs. We endure some psychological struggle and then ultimately finds a sense of personal growth. So motherfuckers who are resilient, they don't really be rocked. Yeah, yeah. They just it's a different type of experience. Yeah, they just take take the shit on the chin and keep pushing, you know. I always tell my mom one thing that I admire about her is her resiliency and her tenacity. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like she's a very resilient person, like many. Black, black women mother, yeah black women single black moms um yeah i, I think that's a, a one of the characteristics that we got on us as in our dna right in our in our bones but ptg like we, is different from that exactly ptg is different from that you know what i'd like to think that i am a strong person but i am i can be fearful you know and i feel like an experience that that kind of shifted me or had me look at myself differently was pledging. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm saying it was pledging. The whisper. Pledging. Right. The illegal activity. The illegal activity. The felony activity. 
Oh my oh god, yeah. It is a felony. I know, bitch. Oh, I was you there. were there. You were there. You're right by my side linked up <laughs> yeah. with me. So I think pledging was one of those experiences that was traumatic, y'all. If you're really pledging in the trenches with some motherfuckers going through what you're going through, mm-hmm. you know it's hard. It's hard and it's fucking hellish and it sucks a dick. Yeah. And um you really learn about yourself. You learn how to connect with people in a different way. You learn to lean on people in a different way. Mm -hmm. And I think it really changes your perception of yourself, right? What you can endure. Um, And reminds you that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Joy comes in the goddamn morning at the end of whenever. Yeah, every time I have to do something hard, I think back to pledging. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dog, if I could do what I did for the time that I did it, Right. Like running off little to no sleep, working a full eight hour white man gig, 40 hour a week white man gig. Retaining that history. Retaining history. the physical. Like. Peace. Yeah, the physical, the (laughs) physical piece. I mean, if I was doing what I was doing and still I'm here standing, standing, then I can do anything. Yeah. Every time shit is hard, I'm like, okay, nigga, I pledged a hard ass chapter at that. Like, I can do this. Yeah, I feel like that was one of those those um, experiences for me where I really seen a shift in the way I connect with people, my sores. Yeah, for my, sure. My line sisters, you know, my sands. Um, yeah, I hate that. Sands. Sands. <laughs> sands. Overall, do you do you consider yourself to be resilient? I think so. I'm a, like. There's not too many things. I might be down, bitch, but I don't be like. You don't stay down. I don't stay down. That's the thing. That's where resilience is. I don't like stay you're down. Gonna, you can be knocked down because we you all get knocked down, 10. but you don't stay. You don't stay down. No, I don't stay down. I got a little Nipsey hustle. Whatever he had brewing in his blood, I had a little. I got a little bit of that. <laughs> you feel me? I got a little bit of that. Do you think you're a resilient person? I think I'm resilient. Yeah. Yeah, I I get knocked resiliently made. <laughs> oh, you're so sick. You are so fucking sick. Um, yeah, I definitely, um, I stumble. Yeah. But you I don't stumble, fall. but I don't fall. Like I definitely know that I can bounce back. Mm-hmm. It's just feeling the feels. And I think that works in our favor because someone who is already resilient when trauma occurs, you know, if we do face yeah. trauma, which I'm sure we're going to face it. We've so, already have, and we will, yeah. it won't be the first, won't be the last. Wasn't um, the first rather. When trauma occurs for a person who's already resilient, it's likely that you won't experience post-traumatic growth because a resilient person isn't rocked to the core by an event and doesn't have to seek a new belief system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like it can come in spurts. Like, I feel like definitely you can be resilient, but resilient. I'm trying to think how I feel. I think that you can be a resilient person and there's an experience that happens that will open up that may a shake new, you. A, yeah, that it, may. Because it's something you haven't experienced before. before. Exactly. Yeah. So you can get through it, but it definitely opens your your mind to new possibilities. And that's the thing with post-traumatic growth. The person who experiences it, because everybody won't experience post-traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. You have to be open, right, to shifting your perception or your, mm-hmm. your thoughts about life. And I think that that's really one of the main the main characteristics and the ability to see things differently through a new lens. So I think in addition to being resilient, I'm very open to like exploring and thinking and seeing and connecting and understanding things differently than I once saw them. Right. And also um, taking from a situation what I can, the positive out yeah. of it. 
rather. That's my general mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm normally solution oriented. So I'm always looking for the solution and the way to move forward right. versus feeling like this completely fucked me up and now I'm fucked up forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't like being stuck like that. And I feel like uh, an experience that would crack me open like that would be death, which I've never faced head on, like mm-hmm. someone super close. That's my biggest fear. Y'all know that. You yeah. Well, you know that. At yeah, least. yeah, yeah. I really feel like I fear that because I know that that's something that will be challenging my core beliefs, losing somebody like really close. To yeah, me. it's hard. I would be like, whoa, that's mm-hmm. something that you can't just immediately bounce back from. When you say challenging your core beliefs, do you feel like you would think, would it would it question like your faith or? I think that um, I'm sure that could be a possibility. It would all depend on how it went down, mm. you know, because the way that somebody goes out definitely can change the, the core beliefs. Like and the way you grieve. The way I more. grieve and the way I feel about it. Like that's something that's questioned a lot. Like why did this happen to me, God, when mm. like some you lose somebody, especially yeah. if it's in a tragic way mm. and you're like, there couldn't be a God. Yeah. Sometimes I think about that when I think about slavery and I'm like, now why did we have to endure mm. all of that struggle? Yeah. We didn't get no reparations. Where was God in the midst of that? Yeah. And if I feel like if I was a slave back then, I would be like, Lord, where are you? Here are tree. Girl, God, thank you, Lord. I just got to give you praise right now because you knew not to drop me in that century. In that era. Don't drop me there, yeah. Lord. Don't drop me anywhere but where you dropped me. Yeah, I'm happy I was dropped around 88. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it dropped in 88. Thank Couldn't you for dropping me in 88. Any other eight. Thank you. Any for, other eight and it would have been done. Yeah, I thank you been for eight. dropping me in 88. Oh, God. Because, baby. 78 would have even been rough. Yeah. You know, the crack air. Just, just 88 <laughs> me. 88 me and on. 88 and on. Because crack was floating around in the, in the 80s. Right. Imagine being like 10, And I don't want to be one of them people on a snowfall. Wait. Wait, wait. In the experimental days. Oh, yeah, I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine being like 68. Like, my mom was born in 66. You know, crack was around. Yes. Motherfuckers was selling it or doing it. But it really popped I would have had to in, be on the other side It really of that popped thing. in the 80s, though. Yeah. That's when it really. That's what I'm saying. And the way we be testing stuff, the thing is, the thing is, let me say, this is a sidebar. No. This is a sidebar. But you really don't know. When that shit hit the market, all people were like, it's fucking dope. This is that's like a what I'm saying. function. We partying. Party. We got the crack with us. Yeah. Imagine taking a hit mm-hmm. of that. The way we be doing hit. what we doing. I know, but that that's why I'm happy I was in 88 <sighs> because the stuff that we're taking a hit of is nowhere near close no, to crack. No, I know, but imagine but when I crack know. first I, hit I the hear scene what you're saying. And people didn't know that it wasn't crack. That it wasn't hitting the way crack we know. So that. you're thinking that when people first hit crack, they didn't know it was going to have that effect on Hell them. no, they didn't. You think you're going to hit something that you know is highly addictive? No. Well, I mean, some people like to be. No, it was the new thing on the scene partying imagine coke had already hit out people were telling them this is better than and coke it's a cheaper alternative cheaper alternative we hitting the scene we getting high and and nigga it's all she wrote you lose your ass your titties and your your teeth you know crack crack will take you down it'll take oh, no, everything yeah. you have and it has yeah anyway it'll have you in a chokehold stronghold yeah yeah forever yeah our people still suffering still mm-hmm so sorry, sidebar, but whatever. It's our check-in. Um, yeah, we can so, we can say talk about whatever we want to talk about. So there are some areas that post-traumatic growth can be assessed in. And so one of them is the appreciation of life. Kiss of life. 
Oh, the appreciation of life. So sometimes it takes takes a setback for us to have gratitude for what we have. Mm -hmm. And I always try to stay away from that. (laughs) Like, I don't want to have a setback to appreciate, but it can be something minor. Like when you're sick, you're down and out. Maybe you had COVID. You know, Jeremiah came out with that song. You know, he had COVID and Mm -hmm. he was like, they didn't know if he was going to make it. He was on um, breathing machines. He was really down and like he came out with that song saying he has this new appreciation for life now because he was so close. He was to at the, heaven's gate. Yeah, knocking. Luckily God wasn't home that day. He was at heaven's gates. And so that I definitely think he experienced some post traumatic growth. Mm-hmm. And that happens with a lot of people. They even said that after nine eleven, people have reported greater gratitude, hope, kindness, leadership, love spirituality teamwork it's like a shift occurs in you and your personality yeah like i think that happened also um well you mentioned COVID, but specifically at the height of the like blm movement last year with george floyd and brianna taylor Mm -hmm. there was this real uh growth i mean this shift in consciousness because collectively we were all experiencing trauma you know Mm -hmm. watching our people die on or really not just die be murdered um, in such a just heinous way by officers and shit like that, yeah. that we really kind of rallied together and started to share more of our experiences together, started to be more kind to one another, started to rally for the same cause. We're in the streets. I mean, in the middle of the fucking pandemic, people were out there giving water snacks, like right. looking out for one yeah, another. Yeah, there was a, there definitely a shift in humanity. Yeah. So, um, sure. you know, I think that's one of those experiences there. And we were appreciating life more, too, with the lockdown. Yeah. Um, Just appreciating, like, a greater appreciation for family because that's the only people that we were gathering with at the mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and spending more time with your family in the homes. And people were like, you know, family is all we got. Like, literally, when you can't do shit. Yeah. Yeah, barely can get your groceries. Yeah, it was tough. Here we are. Yeah, so nextly, another way to assess post-traumatic growth is in our relationships with others so certain traumas such as community tragedy or personal illness can sometimes bring out the best in those around us we are we're often inclined to surround the ones suffering with support and encouragement which can manifest into a sense of strength and social ties and the knowledge that these are people we can rely on for support in times of need so again going back to COVID we seen people like Brittany and I we're already close but that was some real uncertain times. We were getting each other's groceries. groceries. People were like, let me know if you need to grab me to grab something from Target. Um, even like a family member coming down with COVID and mm-hmm. recovering or a stroke. You know, I see people. Okay. This is an example. There's a like patients, right? Who are been homeless, chronically homeless. They have a illness or something that happens to them like a massive stroke and then their family kind of will rally together and be people who are estranged for years Mm -hmm. will end up popping up like I'm checking on my brother I'm checking on my loved one I think that he's there in the hospital coming to visit and just really being by their side at that point yeah so um you know we really see that happening when some shit really hits the fan yeah like when someone loses someone yeah people cook food mm-hmm. bring them my the food. they're checking up on them more frequently like mm-hmm. are you okay yeah and um that makes people just feel a sense of unity and support that they didn't know that they have because when there's no tragedy or trauma we're not typically doing shit like that, that. we're in. just worried about ourselves and just doing life like we do life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yes another way that 
post-traumatic growth can be assessed is with new possibilities in life. So when you've experienced just how fragile life is, it makes you reevaluate your priorities and how you allocate your time. Mm -hmm. It's like you realize that I ain't got all the time in the world. Yeah. And we see this happen a lot with people who get like terminal illness diagnosis Mm -hmm. or maybe if it's not even terminal, just a cancer diagnosis and there's a possibility for healing. Mm -hmm. But you're like, you know what? I don't have time. I don't have all this time. I need to accomplish my goals. I've seen people going through chemo, enrolling in culinary school. Yeah. Just doing things that they were putting on the back burner because it's like, wow. Thinking they have all this time and they don't. Every day needs to be cherished. Yes. So you're... It drives you to accomplish goals that may have been delayed. You also can gain a better understanding of your family and friends who may have also experienced trauma because, of course, once you experience something, you see things through a new lens. Mm -hmm. And one example of this is like um, once you've experienced trauma and you're working through it, um, you realize that like even your parents, like let's use a parent example, like, once you realize that your parents may have been struggling while raising you, yeah, and but fighting their own demons or going through their own hard times and hardships, you may have more sympathy or empathy for them because yeah. it's like you had trauma too. Yeah. So I don't have to be so hard on you. It doesn't negate the trauma that I experienced, maybe even at the hands of you as my parent. Mm-hmm. But I get it now because I'm in the same position exactly. or I can see it now. At this big age, I, I always think about that, like how old my mom was raising me and my, my sister and I. Child, I'm like, oh. I don't know how she did it. Girl, did you see that meme? It was like my parents at 26. Let's have a baby. It was like me at 30. <laughs> Look at all this shit I can air fry. <laughs> I'm like, how did you feel? And the fact that my mom had hella kids, I'm like, queen. What were you doing? What the fuck were you doing? Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny. It's, it's so too funny. much. Another area we can assess our um, post-traumatic growth is in our personal strength, right? We realize that we are more equipped to handle the tough times and the low blows that life ends up throwing. Mm-hmm. You know, we have more wisdom and maturity than we think. And um, I think it just shows us, again, like goes back to tenacity, that we're more tenacious and resilient than we even that we even believe, you know, sometimes we think we're so weak or like I couldn't handle that if it happens to me. But remember, Lord God will only put on you what you can bear. Man, He will not put more on you than you can handle. And when you go through these tough times, you're like, wow, a bitch is really strong out here. My shoulders. We don't want it all on our backs. No, no, no. But when it got to be there and then you come out on top victorious, victorious. I'm always taken aback by the strength of people who lose somebody like a child or a significant other. And like, you know, if you see them on social media, just living and telling their story and Mm -hmm. continuing on like Lauren London and even some other people that I randomly find on social media and I'll become invested in their damn stories. I'm like, how? Because I just imagine me being so Broken. broken. But I, 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 it speaks to this. Yeah. It speaks to the post-traumatic growth that you find the strength, you find the, ten- the tenacity, you find the resiliency. You might even find purpose. You find purpose. People start these initiatives. Yeah. Like, that's how MAD started, Mothers Against Drunk Driving. 
people who come up with these foundations and non-profits parents that are going through loss and that's how like just speaking about purpose during covid there was so many um ventures sparked up through the need of community outreach and people coming together um the like cleanup south central mm-hmm. i mean like, there's so many things that keep it run hunted like you know you just find purpose in yeah. the midst of um a tough time or realizing like hey other people might need this too for sure these traumatic experiences and um lastly a way that ptg is assessed is ptg nigga d lastly a spiritual change so like um, we were mentioning earlier through this trauma a lot of the times we're questioning our spirituality god why'd you let this happen why me it's common to ask this question after trauma and it leads us to either readjust our spiritual beliefs Mm -hmm. in order to handle the trauma Mm -hmm. Or revise them all together. Like maybe you didn't have have any connection to spirituality at all before mm-hmm. a tragedy hit. And now you feel like you need to lean on. <laughs> lean in and lean yeah, on. Yeah, you need to Lilo. lean on because that's the only way you can get through. So now all of a sudden you're very spiritual. That happens a lot to people after trauma. Or sometimes you just completely cut the shit off. Like yeah. I'm no longer a believer. Atheist, agnostic. Yeah, I'm no longer a believer because this went against everything that I thought I believed. So there are definitely some spiritual sh- shifts and changes either way. I know that someone that happened to, they lost their, their kid to Ooh. some rare cancer oh, man. when um she was young. I think she was diagnosed at like four. I hate kids with cancer. And died at six or seven or d- diagnosed at five and died like two years later. And the father was like, yeah, I'm not religious anymore because I just don't know how there could be a God. Yeah. Um, and that happened to my daughter. So now he's atheist or agnostic. Pardon me. No, I think he's just atheist. He doesn't believe in anything. Um, yeah. So I can see that. I mean, it happens. It happens. It, yeah. it really does. Um, but I think to just round it all out that when we're looking at our challenges and our traumas through the, especially the things that we overcome through the lens of post-traumatic growth, It teaches us, again, that we're stronger than we think we are, that we can handle tough times and difficulties, and more importantly, that it's really okay to change our priorities and our beliefs and the way that we perceive what's important in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. You know, we we have the ability to shift and move and just kind of make life the best that we can. And we're encouraging you all, especially coming off the back of the pandemic. Yeah. We're coming off the back of the pandemic. Outside is open. Open, open. You know, we've all experienced some sort of loss, rather it was loss of time. Loss of a job, loss of opportunity. Loss of fucking loved ones. People were dying during the pandemic, but we're encouraging you and hoping that you're inspired to, I guess, do an uh, inventory, take inventory of what in what ways you have experienced a shift and how you can look at your trauma as a way to elevate and evolve and move forward Um, because we don't have to be bound to our struggle. We don't have to be bound to our fucking survival skills. We can really thrive Mm -hmm. and shift the narrative to work for us. Regardless of what adversity we may face. 
And that is empowering. That's empowering. I love knowing that I have a tool in the toolkit, even if you don't know, you know, it's always different when you're actually going through it. Mm -hmm. But the tools are here. The tools are here. They exist. And we just are here to remind you of them. Period. So we hope you feel encouraged. We hope that you share this with, well, don't share it because y'all paying for it. <laughs> don't share it. Share the teeth. Take it back to your homegirls in your own words. Yeah. Um, and let us know if there's anything, our besties, that you all want us to specifically speak about. We have some stuff coming up for y'all. For sure. Um, but if you are like, I really want to hear y'all's take on this topic, please don't hesitate to, to message, message us. us. Or put it in the comments and we will do some research and come back here and give our black girl bravado take. Her. Yeah, so we'll see y'all next month. We're going to do the same thing. We really will. Love you. Bye. Bye.